Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Mother Rucker podcast is sponsored by Baby Tula, a global leader in ergonomic and comfortable carriers. Tula's mission is to give parents confidence and support and help them keep doing what they love while being reflective of their own personal style through a range of stunning designs. As an inclusive brand, Tula offers carriers for all ages and stages from birth up to around seven years to empower families of all kinds throughout their unique parenting journeys. Make sure you check them out and choose your favourite design. Welcome to the Mother Rucker podcast. My name is Lizanne and I'm here to chat to you about all things sling every other week. With me today is the superb Lurette Michelon, founder of Slinger Baby and all round incredible human. Bonjour Lurette. Hi, hello, hello. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm very, very well, thank you. Just to explain for everyone listening, uh, Lorette is actually French uh, and I did quite well in GCSE French, so whenever I can, <laughs> I like to try and bust a bit out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Lorette, thank you so much. Where are you joining me from today? I'm in Devon, in my uh, home on wheel, on wheels. Um, so yeah, and uh, it's raining, so you might get to hear the tinkle of the rain. Amazing. Yeah. Awesome. Um, So tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, Tell us about your family. Okay. So uh, I have two children. Um, I separated uh, from their father when my son was three. So I've got a son who's now nearly 10. Gosh, nearly 10. Oh my gosh. (laughs) can't be only 25 so uh, <laughs> so yeah no my son is nearly 10 my daughter is five um although she you know feels like she's much older she thinks she's much older you know I think she was born wise and old um and uh and that's it that's kind of us us three and uh and I met someone a couple of years ago and we're spending more and more time together so uh so we've got more influence from him and he's doing lots of work for Slinger Baby as well which is uh really nice to uh to bring things together oh that's wonderful so the three of you do you do you live in your home on wheels we do live in the in our home on wheels uh yeah, about two years ago, I thought, oh, you know, let's let's go for some adventures and, and try something different. So we sold most of our stuff or donated it to charity and we moved into the van and went for adventures. And Amazing. Uh, yeah. Do you, you home educate, don't you? I do home educate. Uh, we're too busy. We have no time for school. So, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, my my son. It's incredible actually watching him learn. Um, and he's probably be one of my biggest teachers because mm. he learns. You know the way he learns and his interest and how he goes from one thing to another and and just yeah. Every day he he's just like, oh, mom, do you know this? Do you know that? And I'm like, where did you find this? You know. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, now we're doing a bit more structured stuff as well these days, um, yeah. trying to get French grammar on point. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's not easy. <laughs> no, I remember from my French lessons at school, but yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So what did you do before kids? Who was Lorette before you had your wonderful tribe? 
Oh wow! Uh, well, it's been a it's been a long journey. Well, I I first trained as a, as a chemist. That was my background, and uh, and that's kind of what brought me to the UK in the first place. I uh, I did a degree as a it was technical chemistry, so it was very much to be lab based, and I decided I didn't want to do this. Uh, so I would learn English. So I came to to England to learn English and work in the lab um, whilst I did my work placement. And uh, and then I kind of was offered a job as a technician. So I took it, even though that's not really what I wanted to do. I thought, <laughs> okay, I'll take it because I'd met a lovely Englishman. So uh, so I stayed and I never went back. So I worked in the lab for quite a while. So I worked in an agricultural research centre uh, in Hertfordshire. And and that was wonderful. Had its own challenges, but it, you mm. know it was it was a, a nice, diverse place to work. And I met people from all over the world, which was really, really exciting. Yeah. Um, and then and then things happened. But I I really wanted to work a lot to earn quite a bit of money. I wanted to pay off my debts to my parents. They had given me a bit of money, so I took on more jobs. And because it was a big research center, there was a, a, a pub, that own pub and the conference center. So there was a time I had four jobs and I was, you know, working the bar and working the conference center and working weddings and working the lab. And uh, wow, yeah, I had some, some quite busy times. Um, <laughs> and then when um, I had a bit of a, of a difficult time in the lab with, uh, with someone. And, uh, and I mentioned it to the team in the conference center and they said, well, we could probably make a job for you. So jumped from the lab to the events team. And that's where I was when I became pregnant. So, uh, oh, wow. so that was all, of, but it was really interesting because whilst they were very different jobs, they had lots of very common skills, um, mm. Principles of organizing and putting processes in place, which is something, as you probably have noticed, that I really like. So, yeah. uh, so, um, so yeah, processes and organizing was my big thing. And then when I became pregnant, it made no sense for me to go back to work because the difficult work hours of you know working weekends and evenings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it wasn't really financially worth it, so I stopped and uh enjoyed being a mummy it was really yeah. nice that was Aww. the yeah. so when did you start carrying then well I, I it was really interesting because i i fell into the carrying completely by accident you know i um i hadn't really planned anything as to what i would do as a mum i was just uh, kind of going along along and during my pregnancy and, uh, and this very old school friend changed her profile picture to a picture of her carrying a child on a hip in a wrap. And I was like, that looks really cool, you know, <laughs> like, but cool. I was like, what is this, you know, messaging her, <laughs> trying to understand. And um, she said, well, this is a, this is a Je Porte Mon Bébé wrap and they have consultants who can teach you and they're amazing. And so I, I Googled and I fell into their website, which was very comprehensive, which yeah. suited my brain. Um, you know, it was like all the videos, all the explanations, the understanding behind carrying, and it all made so much sense. So, so you know, I'm very grateful to their website and all the work that they put out there in terms of education. And, uh, and then I told my parents I would come to France to visit and they would take me to the nearest consultant, which was an hour's drive away. My parents thought I was completely mad. They said, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? Okay, we'll take you there. So they did take me there, wondering what I was on about. And I bought my wrap, so I was pregnant. 
and uh and it was in august and i gave birth in november so it was a long time between the prep and the actual need yeah burying and whilst i felt really prepared i kind of forgot quite a lot by the time i had the baby um and i had a cesarean section so i didn't feel ready um until samuel was five days old and i remember mm. putting the seated sideways in the stretch wrap and it was just like that was it that was that was the bug you know it was all all happening it was perfect amazing yeah. but how wonderful that you'd found out about all of that before you'd had samuel so you could mm. have that experience and especially five days i mean with or without a c-section for a lot of new mums five days is still a lot earlier than when they get to start carrying so yeah that's amazing it was but and it's really funny because i hadn't really realized the extent to which you could carry mm. so to me it was just a oh yeah you i'll do it to go out and about that will replace the push chair but uh but it turned out to be so much more as uh you know you know and probably most of your listeners already know carrying is just yes. so much more so, yeah. it is it is yeah it is indescribable how much it's brought to our lives but yeah um so uh you mentioned your first carrier was a is it your portmont baby was it a stretchy or is it yeah. the wrap without a knot or well at the time they only had the stretchy original they had two sizes but that's all they had mm. the stretch wraps uh the original stretch wrap they didn't even have the basic at the time so uh, so yeah the long one was lavender and and brown kind of uh, glazed brown what was it called marron glacé you know anyway it was, mm. uh, do you I still remember. have it i still have it yeah oh yeah i still have it is it in Definitely. your personal stash or is it in your teaching stash it's in the teaching stash but ah. not I, uh, because slings are made to be used you know that's that's what they're for so uh, my my old ones are nearly all of them are still in the library some of them i've been able to sell but most of them are still here to be hired out because i can't let go of them but they can still be loved and yeah yeah but I, I i'm still a bit precious when i see people you know i just make sure that they will handle it so that it won't get damaged just like this but you know and i tell them this is this is very precious <laughs> absolutely absolutely what is your favorite carrier? Oh, this you, is you, a big one. And if you can try you, and zero it in, like even not just woven wraps, like if it's woven wraps, but like zero in <laughs> on a particular one. Particular one. Your oh. all time favorite, your personal one for you. The thing is, you know, I have two children. Yeah. And I've carried them from newborn till now because I still carry them now. And you don't carry the same way, you know, and just like shoes, if I'm going to the beach or to the mountain, I won't wear the same one. So comparing something I would use with a newborn and with a 10 year old, it's just so, so different. So I'm going to dodge the question and not <laughs> answer with one and I'm going to answer with lots. So, okay. So what's the, what's the one you're using the most at the moment for either moment? child? At the moment, uh, well, I've, I've kind of realized that I carry less and less. So I've cleared things and now I have one carrier. I use the Easy Sling um, because it's so big mm -hmm. um, and you can carry wood with it, which is really helpful. But I don't have a, you know, it's a practical choice. It's not a, a choice of love. Um, 
and I have one scarf that I use quite a quite a bit um, here and there. But uh, but I've you know I definitely have a big love for my stretchy wraps. I'm very very fond of stretchy wraps um, for many things. Um, and you know, Shropop Mon Bebe will always have a very special place in my heart uh, as being part of my personal journey and my professional journey. And then in the woven wraps, I have so many you know companies that i've worked with that i've created you know friendships and deep relationship with and you know obviously uh diddy Moss will always have a very special place in my heart i think their wraps are amazing mm. um and i think when all the brands started to happen they became um not as you know in the in the hype of the moment but they're reliable they've been there you know well forever uh and so uh, <laughs> And, and they're good quality wraps, they're exciting, they're really designs for everybody there, they're easy to wash, easy to look after, and that's something that I really like about them. Um, when I want something a bit more fancy, I have a very nice relationship with people at Woven Wings, and I have some very special to me wraps that they've given me. And, and I want to talk about Ali Dover as well, because whilst she doesn't do very much at the moment and she's moved on to doing lots of other exciting things, she still has stocks though. Uh, so, you know. <laughs> um, so anybody can be in touch with her. She was a, a very dear friend because, you know, we were both consultants, we had met and we really clicked. And, um, and she's the one behind me starting Slinger Baby. You know, she gave me the, the piece of advice that made it all make sense and, and start it. And, uh, and she encouraged me as a business startup, um, how to get there and how to get started and how to keep my focus and work with my heart. And, you know, she did so much. And then she started a rap company and, they, and it all made sense. And, um, and her stripes are just so incredible, you know. Yeah. I mean, all the stuff is also really nice. But for me, as stripes, they, you know, they, they, they look nice. They're good for teaching. They feel good. They're so very nice. And, uh, yeah, the first wrap I used on my daughter was an Ali Dover wrap that was designed for us. So it was really nice. Yeah, she so, did yeah. You your exclusive Slinger Baby Stripes colorway, didn't she? Mm, she did, yeah. So yeah, she picked that one. So uh, yeah, and then in the buckle carriers, um, I've I've used uh, integras a lot, and you know connectors um, uh, before, and uh, and I have a very soft spot spot for Mamaruga, both as a company and as a sling. Um, I remember meeting them with their prototype and asking a million questions, and be like, no, nope, don't get it, don't get it, and then they came back. Their prototype had turned into something completely different, which is very close to what is now the Zen Sling. And it was just perfect, you know. And I just thought, this is wonderful. This feels good. It's so lovely. And for me, a company that listens and hears the questions from the industry is amazing. And when you get to know them, they're just incredible. They're lovely. And every time I see them at shows, it's always a really, really lovely time. So, yeah. 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 Oh, you've covered so many of my favorites as well. But there's more, you know, and that's the thing. It's oh, like, oh, yeah. Because there's new things and there's new stuff and I've got soft spots for so many other slings and, you know, the peachy ones and the light ones and the, you know, and there's just so many people. And I get, oh, knapsack. I forgot knapsack. At the time, Shani was ages ago. And it's like baby wearing history. Shani yeah. was looking at knapsack and she's probably one of the first things that was given to me 
as a, as a school and I still use it today my big knapsack made I can do so much with it so uh, so yeah amazing amazing look at those amazing uh, made I Callum Blue is selling them so yeah Oh, with Calumbla selling the ah yeah because it came together so um ah, I see. so yeah I see I should investigate I love adding yeah. these things to the library it's good I get to play with them first obviously obviously <laughs> so you got some product testing how can I recommend them if I don't know how that's, they fit the field that's the only way of being a professional <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> fab so um let's talk a bit about um carrying in france um mm -hmm. so growing up in france were you aware much of carrying was it similar to the uk and that obviously when we were younger it was hardly anywhere or was it quite as i remember it was hardly nowhere i'd never seen it i'd you know until i i had a little job when i was 18 in paris and uh and my dad worked at the time in paris as well and he had, um, I'm not from Paris, you know, France is big, I'm not from yeah. Paris. Yeah. Uh, but he had this cupboard under the stairs in the 18th arrondissement, which is like north of Paris. And that's probably one of the, the most African part of Paris. Mm. So there I got to see lots and lots of babies carried on the back um, in, in, you know, in a torso carry. And, and I just remember thinking, this is cool now this is really cool and yeah. i want to do this and i'd completely forgotten this until uh, until i rediscovered uh carrying in my in my park but i remember thinking this this was this was what i wanted to do you know it made complete sense to me mm. um apart from this i've never really seen it so um so i think it was very much like the uk a forgotten thing you know yeah people had their, their prams and their arms and that's it mm. so, yeah interesting um so obviously we've had a global pandemic recently but um since starting slinger baby and your trips back to france to see your family mm -hmm. have you noticed yeah. an increase in carrying in france like oh, there in the uk definitely 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 I'd, and probably the you know as you as you say the the situation at the moment probably also has increased the amount of carrying because people want to keep their babies closer um so i think it's definitely helps babies uh to be closer to their their caregivers um yeah and but i think you know even slightly before that i was noticing it a lot more and my mom's was you know my mom's always oh, i've seen a person carrying i've seen a person carrying you know she's uh, totally on board with it following it for me um and my my brother and his partner had a baby um in june last year so oh my gosh that's already a year oh wow mm. uh, and uh so obviously you know i got my hand back into the, the the teaching there um to bring to bring the love in there and uh, and they're still carrying which is lovely so yeah so yeah definitely see more of carrying all sorts of carrying but i think one thing that happened in the last few years is that it became trendy and you know and cool in terms of, of fashion as well you know there were lots of new brands that were about making the person carrying feel cool you mm. know it wasn't just about the bond it wasn't just about the practicality because for a long time it was very bright and colorful and lots of of stripes and whilst it is very nice it's not for everybody and i think there was and 
in France especially, I think Je Porte Montvivre had a lot to do with that because, you know, they were based in Paris at the time and they went for, for colours that were very, you know, very hype and very nice and, you know, made a lot of men want to wear. Mm. And as soon as men carry it, you know, it's definitely very cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lots of straps, <laughs> lots of buckles. Yeah. And, nice uh, and masculine. Nice and masculine. Well, and, and lots of, of wraps as well that became quite you know, masculine. Mm. Soft and hard at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> so you touched briefly on Ali Dover helping you with the origins of Slinger Baby. I just wondered if yeah. you wanted to expand on that. What were your first ideas? And Ooh. I mean, why did why? you want to create Slinger Baby? I mean, thank you for doing it. But <laughs> what was your driving force? Well, it, it was really interesting because at the time, so I had, by the time I started Slinger Baby, I had trained with Je Porte Mon Bébé. So that was the first school I trained with. Then I did uh, Tragashuli UK Basic. And then I did the advanced course. And and then I did the School of Baby Wearing course. And before I did the School of Baby Wearing course, the, whilst there had been Clowey people trained um, in the UK as well, it was very, very binary. There were the people who had done Tragoschule and the people who had done School of Baby Wearing. And, and there seemed to be very little mixing and that really puzzled me because you know I came from this place of thinking you know we all have one goal we all want the best and I was really surprised and that's why I you know when a pot of money landed on our, on our lap I thought I'll spend it to train with the uh, school of baby Rain to find out what it's about and um and then I thought hmm, I can see you know why some people see this from this angle and why people see this from that angle and and I was like but if I step back, I can see it from a bigger angle of all of it together. It's not exclusive. It's not one way or another. Um, and that really puzzled me. And I felt that there was, there was something that was missing in both of those training courses. And that really bugged me. So I mentioned it to my friends and you know, I, with no intention. And someone said, well, Lorette, why don't you do something? well because I can't my baby's so little you know I've only been carried for so long you know in imposter syndrome like big time mm. I have got nothing to offer and um and then Ali said to me well uh, can we swear on your on your podcast can I can I yeah, say a, right. a little one, a little one? yeah <laughs> well she said uh if it's shit nobody's gonna come and and it really resonated with me because I was like yeah yeah, I won't, I won't feel humiliated. Nobody will laugh at me because they just won't know. You know, they won't come. It'll be fine. I could just try and see what happens. I could give it a go. And so I did. And, and, uh, and people didn't think it was shit. People came back and told people it was good. And more people came and more people came. And, uh, and then it really fine-tuned into something. And I think because I didn't come from a place of wanting to start a business, mm. I just had this idea and this passion and this wanting to give it was you know it was definitely not driven by money whatsoever it was I never even thought that it could make um, a living and uh, and then it picked up and then uh, not long after my relationship with with Samuel's dad uh, fell apart and I ended up being like oh I'm on my own now and I need to do something and it happened just at the same time that things were picking up with Slinger Baby so uh, so that was good timing <laughs> yeah yeah but, but yeah it all grew very organically you know, mm. very 
slowly and then really fast. Before I went on maternity leave, I was doing three courses a month and I was exhausted. Mm. But, but that was good to know that there were so much interest. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. What was that first course like then to teach? How much oh, well, prepped beforehand? Well, I had prepped lots. Yeah. Um, but that first one, it was, I had two people on that one. One of them was Ali. Oh, that's so helpful. It, it felt very, it, it didn't really feel like a, a baptism of fire. It was, you know, Ali was there. She was my friend. And, uh, and there was Lou. Uh, now, Lou had never done any formal training. And she'd used a, a baba sling herself. And she had just uh, gone into camp family training, which at the time was not camp family. But, so she'd done the baby camp training. Yeah. And, um, and we can talk about that as well, because that's another thing I'm really keen to talk about. Um, and so she was really open-minded and, and ready. And she was happy at the opportunity to start. So that was kind of the, the rehearsal of everything. And then the second course, I, uh, I kind of asked... Uh, Rosie Knowles to come and do my course she because she wasn't yet trained and, and I, I noticed her pictures they were so full of love and life and and her smile was radiating so big and I was like I think she should train maybe she would train with me so I remember messaging her and saying my school's very young it's very new but you know it might be good so she came along uh, Mel Cyril came along you know who now runs Carried yeah. and Suzanne who does my admin now so yeah. I had these three amazing women on my second course and they were you know like fire together it was just amazing and I think this course was just so the second one was very much that the ball of passion that rolled and tumbled and and everything was started from there and they got really excited about some of the concepts I was bringing forward um of you know being open and, and trying new things and and understanding where the mechanics and so so there was lots of aspects but it was definitely not as streamlined as it as it is now um but the excitement and the passion and the love and all of that was already there so yeah oh that's so awesome and yeah so I mean considering like you know how much of an impact Rosie and Mel and sorry my ADHD brain's forgotten who was the third person well it's Suzanne she does all my Suzanne, admin. of course uh, you know I would have, yeah. I would have but to no Suzanne. like you know and the, the the impact over the years that they've all and yourself have gone on to do it it's I had no idea that you were together on that second course like that and there's a proper meeting of minds it's one of those serendipitous moments in life when the right people are in the right room at the same time and something yeah. miraculous happens mm. It was, it was, it was, it was incredible and it was really challenging, you know, because, uh, because I was so new at teaching as well and I wasn't so sleek in the way I teach and, uh, and Rosie asks a lot of questions, uh, which is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was oh, really amazing. Good. Amazing. So, um, you've mentioned that obviously there are lots of baby wearing schools. Um, yeah. But what are the core principles of Slinger Baby that mm. di differentiates you from the others, would you say? Oh, it's a, uh, to me, I think the biggest, the biggest thing is about acceptance, you know, accepting who we are and where we're coming from and where we want to go and accepting our customers and where they are and when they want to go and, and really meeting them with a very open mind and to me it is 
probably the core of everything I do, this acceptance of we're all trying to be as best as we can be uh, with what we are and what we have, with the resources and the understanding and all the stuff that goes around who we are. Um, that's, that's the big thing. So that acceptance that things are different. And I think it goes through lots of little bits in the teaching, um, understanding that, you know, from where I came from and where in France, there were lots of schools. You know, um, I started with one, but since then I've, I've trained with three more French schools. Um, so that's a lot of French schools, and there are more <laughs> French schools I haven't trained with. So there are a lot of French schools. Some of them are uh, very based into the loving side of thing. So all about the loving of the child, and it's all about the development of the mind of the child. And some are very based on the body of the child. And and to me, you know, these are very important things, but there's still more. There's the baby, the baby has a body and the baby has a mind and the person carrying has a body and the baby person carrying has a mind. And then there's the relationship. So there are at least five ways you can look at carrying, you know, and that's still a very simplistic way of looking at it. So, and to me, it's finding out as a consultant, which one we care about and how we feel about the other ones existing and how we navigate having all these different aspects and then meeting our customers and where they are when when we meet them you know are they about the body are they about the mind are they about the practicality are they what is it about and how do they fit with the rest of their society you know and their families because it's i think when we come from a place of just seeing it through our own eyes it's it's easy to forget that people will go to live in places that are very different to where we are and Therefore, that's why they come to different conclusions because their lives are so different. Mm. Oh, yeah. There you go. You've lit me. Now I'm talking and talking and talking. It's, uh... but that's good. That's why you're here. <laughs> no, it's fascinating to hear. You know, I mean, like, for me, the training, it, it completely changed my trajectory on not just carrying, but like for parenting. And, and that's naturally led me on a massive journey of self-discovery and through meeting Emily and everyone, discovering the ADHD and the Calm Family Training, like, and it, it all tails back to when I did that training with you in February 2017, mm -hmm. um, when Dexter was eight months old. And yeah, mm -hmm. it was just, yeah, it was amazing. And thank you, by the way, for changing my entire life. <laughs> thank you for letting me. Hey, Lizanne. Lizanne? Lizanne! Oh, sorry, Jenny. I was totally immersed in this article about baby wearing in the latest issue of Juno magazine. Juno magazine? What's it about? Oh, it's a great magazine, all about a natural approach to family life. They focus on conscious parenting, sustainability, community and well-being. Also, most of their articles are written by real-life families, like this one about two dads sharing their adoption story. Oh, wow. What else is there? An article on postnatal recovery, one on the power of touch, and one called Why I Carry. It's fab, Jenny. They even have a lush seasonal recipes for you to try at home, competitions, and regular columnists, like including The Mindful Dad. Fantastic. Is it new? No, they've actually been supporting parents for 15 years now. 15 years? I know. 
They're constantly evolving with our rapidly changing times and reflect modern parenting values in the light of new research. Each issue is built around information, inspiration and inclusion. Ooh, that sounds good. It really is. They include supportive features from families sharing their experiences, articles and product reviews to help you make sustainable choices and they aim to make everyone feel welcome in the community. I'm glad you've mentioned sustainability because as a cloth bum mum, I am eco-conscious. Well, you'll be glad to know that Juno magazine is printed on responsibly sourced paper and if you take out a subscription, you get access to their full digital back catalogue. So I can read their full digital back catalogue on my laptop, my tablet and my phone? Yep, and they'll even send you a free gift when you subscribe. Plus, subscription issues are sent with free UK delivery. I'm sold. How do I subscribe? It's so easy. Just pop over to www.junomagazine.com and sign up. Brilliant! The Mother Rucker podcast is sponsored by Integra Baby, a family-run UK business who don't compromise on ethics and sustainability. Integra stands for the future and they believe that with the right choices, we can nurture our babies and our planet. For over a decade, Sarah and her team have worked tirelessly to bring you baby, toddler and preschool carriers of the highest quality. The multi-award winning Integra design is an industry leader and their stunning range of limited edition prints, colours and fabrics such as Harris Tweed make Integra carriers extremely desirable and collectible. With an equally attractive price point and a range of carrying positions available, Integra baby carriers are an absolute must for anyone looking to carry their child. Find yours now at integrababy.co.uk. So one of the big things I I personally really took away um, from the training that none of the other professionals I'd met so far as a mother had given me was a sense of empowerment and that I, I, I could do this. I, I could be a mother. Um, and I think from a lot of the other Slinger Baby consultants that I've met and spoken to over the years, and obviously the ones I actually did the course with, um, a, a common theme that a lot of people seem to come away with is that sense of empowerment, not just for ourselves, but also the, the desire to empower our clients as well and to pass on that feeling of empowerment. So mm-hmm. Did you, did you kind of plan the courses thinking, how can I empower these people? Like, did it come up organically over the years? Is it something you consciously thought of or is it a nice side effect of what you teach in the course? Or I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, trying to to put all these questions together, I think. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's, 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 it's really interesting because, you know, language is a big thing for me um and uh, and the word empowerment is a word that was used a lot on that second course um you know a lot they we mentioned it a lot i mentioned it they mentioned it and we were talking about our customers we didn't talk about us we didn't talk about you know i didn't talk about the students they didn't talk about themselves it was all about the, but that word kept on coming and coming and coming and then as you know, I also went on quite a personal journey in the whole process of teaching and, and mothering my child and becoming a single mother and then a single mother of two. You know, there's there's been lots going on and, and meeting incredible people along the way, you know, both in the in the birth world, in the parenting world. I mean, you know, it just it just never stops the learning and the meeting of extraordinary people. Um and and that word there's been a lot of thinking around it as to whether we give power to people whether we help people to release their own power um 
and and all of this so i don't really use this word anymore because i don't give thing to you know i don't give anything to anybody i tell people what i believe in and how i look at the world and i i tell people you take what you want and what you need from this because that's what you will do anyway you know because that's what we always do um you know in the same way our customers come to see us as consultants they want to see that we've got our shit together they want to see that we know exactly what we're doing but we're we're, we're still humans you know i still get nervous when i do a a podcast. I still get, you know, nervous when my children do stuff and when I meet new people. We're all still humans, but people want to see stuff because it feels that this hierarchy of things it, it really helps. And I don't want to play that game. I don't want to play the game of, you know, I give you the power. You have your power. All I'm saying is like, stop the bullshit. Look at yourself and how amazing you are as a human. And remember, that's your basis. So instead of thinking that I will tell you you're amazing so you start believing it, I will tell you you're amazing because you are and there's nothing to discuss. And from that point, we look at how you learn and how people learn. And then we offer the buffet. We lay our stuff on and people take what they need to take from it. So to me, it's about not throwing things at people, not saying you will think this way, you will do it this way, but saying, that's what I do. Look at what I do. Look at what I like. Look at what I want. And if any of it resonates with you and make you think, oh yeah, I like this, take it. I want to share this, you know, just like my first thing is in my teaching stash. It's, it's there. And if you want to touch it and use it, you can have it. And if you don't want it, I won't throw it at you. And the offer will still be there. So even if you tell me you don't want it right now, the door will still be open. And to me, that's something that's really important because people want to learn. People want to grow. People want to, but sometimes there's something that stops them, whether it's their traumas, their stories, their perceptions, their families, their environment. Lots of things stop people from being able to learn what they really want to do. And to me, when we force it, it doesn't make it go quicker. What makes it go quicker is this understanding and this accepting that, yeah, right now you're feeling stuck. I see you, I feel you. And I guess to me, the one thing that is true and that does exist is emotions and feelings and all the rest is irrelevant. You know, mm. we're just these balls of, of hormones and understandings and, and frustrations. You know, all the micro conflicts that we have in our families, they're not because someone's good and someone's bad, like Disney said. It's because some things are frustrating and we're struggling to communicate effectively. So when we go back to the principles of let's find out what we have in common and what we want in common, everything becomes smoother. Mm. But before this reasoning can happen, you need to have the feelings heard and settled and calmed and regulated. So I guess what I try to do in my courses is to bring this awareness of how the brain works and how people understand each other and how people become defensive and how we can help people feel that they're safe to learn. It's about making people feel emotionally safe to learn, safe to push their boundaries because it's really hard to learn. It's really hard to be vulnerable, especially as an adult in front of others. So, so I try to do that make people feel safe and loved because uh, I really like people. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, 
And if anyone is in any doubt as to why Lorette is such an incredible person, that in whole entire speech was just, I mean, that, that was just a little snippet for you of how transformative Lorette's consultant training is. I mean, even your peer supporter training, the one day course and the feeding and slings course, one day course, they're again, just as transformative, but the four days intense, like your philosophy on life in general, Lorette, is just, for me, it's revolutionary because it was so completely different to how I was brought up and um, things like that. And that's no, through no fault of my parents. They improved on what their, on how their parents brought them up. But, you know, obviously, as you said, they still had limitations. And, and again, we're bettering that and Dexter and Trixie will better that. But it, yeah, just, I can't even surmise what you said. It's just, yeah, sublime. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. Oh, they need you running the country or something. <laughs> You'd have such good ideas. It would be so lovely. Yeah, no. Thank you. I uh, don't want to. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, definitely. Not at the moment, anyway. Right. Um, So one of your catchphrases that Mm -hmm. lots of people know and love you for is, it depends. Mm. Would you like to explain a bit more about it depends? It depends. It uh, it depends is a uh, is the big takeout of day three in the four day course um, to me, and and yeah, it's probably one of my important thing. And because it does depend, everything depends. You know how you pick your clothes in the morning. It will depend. What are you doing? Why are you going? What are you wanting to do? How do you feel? What's your... so every decisions, micro decisions, big decisions that we do are very dependent on lots of factors that are around us. So unless we have all the understanding of those factors and then the information, likelihood is we'll come to different conclusions. You know, a lot of people say, once you have the facts, you know, you do better. But the facts aren't enough because the facts still don't reflect the variety and diversity that that we have. So, you know, and and there's lots of things that are very fixed, when you think of, of rules of, of carrying and things like this. And, and I think we might talk about that in, in uh, Well, in it was my next question. Yeah. If it falls into this, we can do it all together. There's not a problem. It's, uh, it's just that every, everything does depend. You know, I've already touched on the fact that, you know, you have the baby's body, the baby's mind, the parent's body, or the person carrying's body and their mind, and then the relationship, and then the whole of society around it. All of these things, that's a lot of variables already. Mm. And then you add the choices of slings. And as we know, there are many, (laughs) many, many slings. Um, And then how you could choose to use it. And then your environment, which, which changes, you know, if you're in or out, things change because everything changes. Time makes things change. So because everything changes, everything varies. And if everything varies, then everything depends. So it will be dependent. So, so yeah. It, it depends, you know, it's maybe and it depends. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it's on everything. On yeah. safety, on choices, on how, on why, on, yeah. Mm, absolutely, I think, and that was, that was one of the freeing things I found about doing your training as well, was um, there's an aspect of the course where we look at um, uh, special circumstances mm-hmm. and thinking, how can I adapt the carrier that this person has brought with them to help them with their circumstance? And, and it's that improvisation element, that thinking on your feet 
the mm -hmm. it depends that's i think is one of the most valuable things about your style of training is that it encourages consultants to get creative and not follow the rules of baby wearing um and uh, yeah just to be a bit more free thinking and more open with their approach yeah. um so the rules of baby wearing the rules inverted commas um <laughs> What's your take on the rules of baby wearing? And we could talk a bit about the sling police as well, if you like. Yeah. So the rules, the rules of baby wearing. First, I think it's important we, we discuss how they are said and they're there and we know about them because there's a good reason they're there. Okay. It comes from a place of wanting to thrive for the best, right? People yeah. want to do the best, uh, both in terms of safety and in terms of mechanics of children. So whether we agree with those rules or not, I, I hope we can all agree that people give these rules coming from a place of, of love and giving, of wanting to protect children, wanting to protect the industry, wanting to protect everything, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's the first thing I'd like to say. So when I see the, the rules, I do smile in both ways of understanding where they're coming from and hearing the love and then hearing the, all the times when it doesn't fit, you know. So because we've gone so global and because a lot of our learning and our understanding happens through the internet uh, rather than seeing people, we are trying to put things in boxes, you know, to help people make their decisions so that when we meet them, it doesn't feel like this overwhelming thing of everything and it's really nice because I've just come back from visiting my partner's uh, sister who just had a baby two months ago and there was a lot of of it depends and there's more to this so we said uh, there's more to this quite a lot you know because there's so much you can learn at once so much you can take at once so and and I think that's why on the internet there are some rules to help people take snippets but I wish they were always this is the most commonly used guideline, but remember it depends. This is because, because it does depend. And to me, it was really funny because I'm French, all right? So by, by default, my culture tells me to be a rebel. Right? So when people <laughs> tell me no, I want to say, watch me, right? Yeah. Because I'm French, right? Of um, course. Now, I have met people from different cultures and different backgrounds. And, um, and I think... Uh, it's no surprise that the, the um, American culture is very protective of liabilities and, and, you know, being sued and all of that kind of stuff. So always want to be on the air of caution. So, so we're coming from very different angles. And to me, it's, uh, again, this acceptance, this understanding that, well, your rules might work in lots of cases, but they might not work in all the cases. Therefore, you must allow some space for difference but uh and and because this black and white it doesn't work for me because it's it's complicated because even the things that people say are are green lights you know it's not just about the stuff you shouldn't do it's also about the stuff you should do well to me there are still some be careful you know people like just to choose one at random because i probably was the first one i had to to tell people about was back carrying with stretchy wraps mm. it was a big no-no for a very long time people were like no 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 unless it's a hybrid 
understanding that the word hybrid was very much brought forward to say this is out of the rule rather than this is a special fabric mm-hmm. um, but if you do it with a woven wrap it's fine well I've seen some pictures with woven wraps where so big alarm bells of you know I'm glad it was a picture and you noticed and you did something about it and I've got one specifically in mind of a consultant um, because she uh, shared it in Natural Mamas Forum, which was a big thing at the at my starting years, and um, and you know, so by saying don't do it with this, do it with that, and not saying be careful with both, you know, to me it's still missing some stuff. So, mm. so just on the technical side of thing, it is not enough. So, and then it's understanding that life has risks whatever you do there will be risks associated with whatever it is that you do and you know and funnily enough right now is probably a really good time to talk about risk and decision and you know looking at informations and how you make it fit with yourself and your family and you know how much risks you're willing to take how much risks you're not willing to take what's the price for those risks what's the price to not take those risks Mm -hmm. you know because Whatever you do, you know, you have to look at the benefits, you have to look at the risk, the alternatives, because there's always, well, what do you do instead? What's your intuition that works with your set of circumstances? And, uh, and then what if you were to do nothing? You know, how do you feel about all of these to make this decision? And, and you know, you've probably guessed it's not black and white. It's complicated and it, it depends, right? So because it depends, you can't have just a, a black and white rule. So to me, it's about making sure whilst we do say this is commonly understood as the general rule, there are spaces where this rule does not apply, you know, and and bringing all these nuances in how we relate to people. And obviously, when you do a lot of your advice, whether you're a consultant or just a peer, just a mom coming to talk or a parent or someone who does carry daily, and you come with your own perspective, it's about understanding that you need to be open to the fact that people have other perspectives, you know, especially mm. in these global times where you have people from different cultures and different attitudes to risk, but also different traditions and ways of doing things that come from, uh, you know, years and years of, of doing a certain way and passing it on with more than just the this is what we do, but this is why we do, you know, you have the spiritual aspect of carrying, you have the, the tradition, you have so much more, you know, the, you know, and then we could start talking about, you know, social justice and we could start talking about, you know, traditions and how we relate to others online and how you, you work with different cultures, etc., etc. And that's the thing with all these topics, it gets deeper and deeper in understanding our, our humanity. And to mm. me, you know, this carrying is such the, the core of what makes us a human. And that's why it then touches on so many of those topics. So, um, and then frees us as parents, as humans, as relating to one another. And, uh, and yeah, so it's a really privileged place to me to be able to talk to people about carrying in a way that relates to a lot more than this, um, as you said. And some people see a lot more in my courses and some people don't, but you know, it's my chance it's my platform to talk about what I care about in terms of humans relating to humans. So, so yeah, as for the sling police, again, coming from a good place, mm. delivery needs tweaking, you know, but they are, you know, and, and again, people who have 
a big fear of risks and unknown mm. and and will always want to do this and if you go to a playground when there were playgrounds that were used by children i don't know you know how far along people listen to your podcast but uh at the moment playgrounds are quite deserted but you would have seen the parents who are very near the children and the parents who don't even want to look because they want to give the freedom and the ones who are there with their words and the ones who are playing with the child but really they're also there to keep the safety net in place so there's so many ways of doing it and none of them are right or wrong they're just what people do and mm. and to me it's about looking at the persons who the pe- people would do differently and noticing they're different and instead of coming and saying you're doing it wrong don't do it that way coming from the place of you're doing it different please tell me more mm. you know because then you might learn something <laughs> and that's always nice <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Probably, you know, yeah so yeah. oh Thank you. Solarette, after people have trained with you and they are consultants, why do you think people should even go and see a consultant to help with carrying? To, to me, you know, again, I learned through a consultation. I learned to back carry through a consultation. And, and so I've been really lucky to see it from a customer point of view, as well as, you know, being a consultant and then teaching consultants. And the, the difference between seeing things online through, you know, I mean, YouTube's amazing and the Facebook groups are amazing and peer-to-peer support is amazing. But people, I mean, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And consultants have spent lots of time to go from personal experience to understanding the, the variety of the, it depends, you know, the variety around knowledge of help both in terms of the bodies and in terms of the mechanics of carries and carriers and they have this wealth of understanding that they don't necessarily give you the whole lot to feel overwhelmed you know but they will be able to listen to you fully understand what's special in your specifics and then they will go into the bank of knowledge and they'll take just what is needed for you to have some choices and some options that are relevant to you without having all the stuff you don't yet need to know but they'll still be here to give you the fine tuning that you'll need afterwards and to me this tailored advice is you can't get that on on youtube you can't get that on facebook and whilst you can get it online when you do you know online consultations this this being able to explain exactly what you want to do when you don't fully understand what you want to do as a customer because most people go oh i just want to do everything and then we know how to ask the questions, don't we? We know how to get people to say just the right things. And we go, ah, you want to do this. Mm. So out of all the options, now we can reduce it to something smaller and then something smaller. And then there's just enough choices for you to pick from without feeling overwhelmed. And we'll hold your hand to the, that learning. So it all seems achievable. You know, whilst they'll be hard to start with, maybe, because, you know, for some people, it's really hard to learn new stuff around babies whilst being tired. Mm-hmm. We'll hold your hand lovingly to do this together. And to me, you know, best baby gift. You know, you have a friend who's pregnant, buy them a consultation. Because yeah. then you're not saying, I know what I like and you will like it too. You're saying, go and find that tailored advice. And that's, you know, that's something I would say for all the baby services. You know, stop yeah. buying stuff buy people services to understand their needs. And then in the long run, they save so much anyway. 
mm. because they feel more competent in their learning and they they just buy the right stuff and it helps in everything. So I would definitely suggest to anybody go and have a consultation. And if you've done it before, you've already had many children and you think you know everything, you'd be surprised what you could still learn. And that's probably one of my favorite things when I teach people go, well, I thought I knew lots and I'm here. I've realized I don't know that much. And it's because there's always more. It's exciting. Yeah. There's always more to learn. There is, so, yeah. there is. And there's always more carriers. And this, <laughs> indeed. It keeps fresh, everything. So. Definitely, definitely. Right. Um, last question. Okay. And this is also a tricky one. <laughs> what is your number one top tip for parents and caregivers? Mm. for carrying carrying yeah okay it's hard hard it's hard because it's like do i put my or does head it depend head on no it doesn't depend <laughs> it doesn't depend it's once you've made sure everybody is safe which varies depending on you know which depends uh, depending on age and how you look at risk remember to love that would be my only advice just remember the love. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, thank you so much, Lorette. This has been lovely. It's been so refreshing um, for me, <laughs> in a, from a selfish point of view. Um, but hopefully, I think a lot of our listeners will get a lot out of this as well. Um, yeah. And even if they don't want to do a full consultancy, I still wholeheartedly recommend your one-day peer support course as well, just yeah. to improve their own full knowledge yeah. of slings as well. Yeah, sadly, it's not happening at the moment, the one-day courses, because, yeah. because, you know, of circumstances, it's really difficult for me to find a venue to do the filming, because my home is very small. I live in 12 square meters with three people. Yeah. Uh, there's no white walls to do filming, um, and there's difficult childcare situations. So uh, whilst the plan is to make things more and more available, including the one-day courses and the surprise course that was meant to come out this year that did not. Uh, there's more in the planning. Ah! So exciting! Oh, oh. Tell me we're not recording. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Probably. Um, but because, you know, eventually everything will happen online, uh, both in remote versions, meaning like we do the standard format, uh, and also in fully online. So we are currently working on the fully online version of the consultancy course, which means people can do it at their time zone, in their time, spread out over as much time as they need to complete the course. Um, so we have now three versions. We, have, we will have very soon the fully online, the remote course, which is still a four-day intense course, just doing it remotely, um, and then the in-person course which nourishes my soul and I miss it so much and you know you said it was a good time for you it was really good for me um, because I really miss this connection mm. with people um, you know very deeply miss it and uh, you know I needed I need help to keep my flame going at the moment so uh, so thank you so so much uh, for bringing a bit of fuel in it um, but uh, but everything and the wonderful thing about our courses is that you can once you've done one of the three, you can access the other two types. So, um, so once you do one course, you have access to all the ways we're delivering it, whether it's fully online, remotely, or in real. You can do this again and again and again and again. And uh, there's just like minimal fees if you're doing a different type so we can deal with the extra admin work. Mm -hmm. But it's really, you know, 
nothing compared to re-spending the money for a whole course. So, uh, so you're not just doing the course and being forgotten. You're doing a course and then we're still here. Yeah. And that's something we take great pride in. Definitely. Because I was going to come back uh, and redo the course this summer in London. Because mm. um, yeah. my friend Louise, who lives in Spain, mm. in Madrid, yeah. she won the competition to come over. And she was like, if I do the London one, do you want to come up and revisit it? Because we, we can finally meet in real life. Um, and obviously COVID. Um, but yeah, I still need to get back to you and do another in-person one of obviously when all this is over and it's safe again, then yeah, yeah. we can do that. But yeah, it's one of the things that I do adore about Slinger Baby is that you can revisit. Uh, it's great that you're extending it to all three training types as well. That's amazing. Yeah. And eventually all the courses will have their own three types. So a lot of work in the, in the yeah. doing. Yeah. Know? But and it's exciting, yeah, happening. growing. Growth is always exciting. It is, but yeah, logistics. You know. Yes, yes. The, and problem when you, <laughs> well, the problem when you love your jobs and you, you love your family is how you balance, how much time you dedicate to each of them, isn't it? So it's all happening, slowly, but it's <laughs> all happening. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> and no one can ask for more. Um, Lorette, thank you again so much for appearing on the podcast. Where can people find you if they want to follow up? Well, mostly the most information you will find on how to get more with us is on our website. Uh, sometimes a bit slow to load, but be patient with it. It's because there's so much resources in it. Uh, if you go and explore the basics of caring and the resources, there's loads of very old but good articles in there mm. that we're having a look at. Um, and is that www.slingerbaby.co.uk? It is indeed. You've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on your website many times. <laughs> good. Um, so there's the website. And then we do put very small amounts of stuff on Facebook. Uh, mostly we announce people. Um, I would say that I find that spending the time on social media to develop our base. There's just so much good stuff out there. I don't always necessarily see how I can add to all the wonderful stuff when I've got other things to do on the to-do list. So, uh, so I leave it to people who are really good at social media. But you can find us on Facebook under Slinger Baby and then you will be able to go back to find us more. We have a specific group called Organize a Slinger Baby Course Nearer Your Home. And whilst it's currently not happening near your home, you can find out loads about the upcoming courses and get things to happen quicker uh, by putting your interest there. And, uh, and yeah, find us there. Talk to us. We're always happy to talk. So, Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You've been listening to the Mother Rucker podcast with me, Lizanne Skinner. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Mother Rucker UK and on YouTube. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast, please send an email to podcast at motherrucker.co.uk. If you need help with carrying, I'm available for online and in-person consultations five days a week please go to www.motherrucker.co.uk for more information. Please do like, rate, subscribe, share, phone your nan, tell her. Um, but please do get the word out about the podcast. I'd love to spread the baby wearing love as far as possible. Um, thank you to everyone that has already done that. Um, but please continue to do it with every episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you again, Lorette. And hopefully I get to see you in real life soon and we can have a, a non-socially distanced hug. Yeah, a real one with oxytocin and everything. Yes. Ah, yes. oh, how do we just mention oxytocin? I know. Well, there it is. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Oh, well, we did it. <laughs> cool. Thank you. My pleasure.